Good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise NFL Week 3. Presented to you by Sideline Junkie, sponsored by Anchor FM. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. And with me on this journey, on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning, 70 degrees here in the nation's capital, we got the boss BJ. Certified big boy weather. Not too hot, not too cold. You can actually breathe the air without having to cut it with a knife. Yeah. Sitting out on the balcony, loving life. And uh, like the big guy KG said, we here for NFL week number three. Good morning. We got a lot of games. Well, we really got a lot of games to come, but, you know, we got a lot to get into. But first and foremost, I want to start this old and say this podcast uh, we were just talking off air. We started off on another platform three years ago. And we and did another name. Another name. Actually, at that time, we didn't even have a name. We were just podcasting three times a week. And couldn't tell who was listening. You know, sometimes we would have live listens and things like that. But when we hunkered down and we decided to get serious about it, that's when everything started to change. Um, we've come an absolute long way from, and matter of fact, it wasn't even three years. That was 2017. Was it? Yeah, yeah it was 2017. Yeah, because we coming up on three years of Sideline Junkies slash Out of Bounds podcast on Anchor on February. So, mm-hmm. Just the, the, the journey. I, I mean, we used to have technical issues every day. <laughs> hey, man, look, we we were using, and, and, and it's no disrespect to that platform. I thought it was innovative when it hit. Um, it gave us an opportunity to do what we love to do, which was talk about sports and when we first started, you know, you like you said, you couldn't really see who was listening. Um, the platform we was on had uh, where you could listen to a live. Anchor doesn't have that option, which is fine. Um, but you didn't know who was listening, if anybody was listening. But it was just fun as hell to get on there. We had fun talking about sports, talking about whatever we wanted to talk about. It was our platform. So, going into year three, man, like like KG said, we've come a long way. I've been up since, just to give you an idea of just preparing for this show and just trying to write everything out so everything can kind of go smooth. I've been up since about, I've been up since 7.30, but I didn't really start getting to work until about 8.30, 8.45 to, you know, write out our, the, Vegas lines for all of the um, all the games today. Which games were we going to talk about? Which games we going to pick on the air? Uh, what other topics we going to talk about? Of course, the Lakers advanced to the NBA Finals last night, so we want to touch on that. And then, uh, you know, like KG said, start thinking about the show in a whole and how far we've come. And you know, um, the last platform, people getting cut off every every five minutes, every couple of minutes, somebody having to reconnect and rejoin. And, how bad the audio sounded and how many um, 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 trying to get our words together to now it, it flows way better, flows way better. Um, we've been doing with, with everything experience, you know, really helps, you know, bring out, you know, it's like wine. You give it wine time to sit. It gets better with age and that's the same thing. So, you know, anybody out there looking to start a podcast or, man, look, start anything. It just ain't got to be a podcast. You got to grind. If you're not willing to grind, if you're not willing to put in work, then, you know, you'll have you'll have that one out of every million that get lucky and just, you know, because of the social media age and where we are as far as getting exposure, you can get lucky and hit goal and you know, be popular for 15 minutes. 
But if you want it to last, you got to grind. You got to put work in. You have to do your passion on your, your downtime. Most of us, all of us got jobs, you know, regular jobs. And it's what you do when you get off, when you clock out, when you come home. Are you working on your passion? And we are. We are. We have our days where we slack off or, you know, work, worked and kicked our ass for the day. And we were supposed to get on record and end up coming home falling asleep or you got, you know, daddy responsibility. So um, with that being said, man, we, you know, just want to say we appreciate everybody that's been with us and, you know, listening and support the retweets and the regrams and, you know, like and sharing on Facebook, joining the, we got two groups. I think it's, uh, what, Sideline Junkies 24-7 is the one group, and then we have the Sideline Junkies podcast page. So, yeah, we just appreciate everything, man. We're, we're, we're grateful. We're grateful for the support we're getting, and um, you know, we're going to turn it up a couple notches. So, KG, with that being said, you got anything else to add to that? None whatsoever, brother. I mean, that, that, that's where it's at, man. I'm just happy. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy to be here, <laughs> but I'm I'm happy to see the growth. I, you know, to look back and to see the growth that we've had as a unit, it, it, it's it feels pretty good. It, it's kind of like you get drafted on a bad team and you're trying to make it work, and it just ain't bad. And the coaching changes, and then all of a sudden you buy into the system, and the next thing you know, you start getting better. I mean, I'm not saying we, we, we Super Bowl bad, but damn it, we in the playoffs. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. You, you're talking about fielding the team, the little giants, and having to rework everything and kind of – you know, one thing I hated doing when we started was listening to the podcast because I hate listening to my voice. Uh, one thing that I can do, and this is something we talked about off the air, like I can, like this particular podcast we're doing right now, I don't have to listen to it again. I, I can listen to it in my head. I can replay it in my head. I can kind of pick out where we messed up at, where we thought the audio was bad at, uh, where we may have not transitioned to the next segment or the next topic as smooth as we wanted to. And, you know, if you think it's bad you know if you if, look if you notice something now just go back and listen to our first couple of episodes on anchor trying to transition but it all got better everybody we had a rotation and everybody started knowing the rotation okay after bj talk is junior after junior talk delante kg's gonna finish it up then i'll bring in the next seven once we got that rotation and it, you know jim in there, you know once we got that rotation going and everybody kind of knew all right, I'm, I'm next up to talk. You can prepare yourself. Go on to the next topic. I'll bring you. Whoever was last will bring you. And usually, the person that's going last is me, me or KG. And we'll bring in the next. The, whoever's last, the other one will bring in the next topic. Or whoever is talking will bring in. So it's just it's just a, a work. It's, it's work. It's grinding. And uh, like I said, we're having a lot of damn fun. And we hope y'all are too. So without further ado. This is NFL Week 3 show. You listen to the sideline junkies on Anchor FM. But we have to talk about the NBA real quick. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers for their uh, series win in the West Conference Finals over the Nuggets 4-1. Look, you can say what you want about LeBron James. Ten NBA Finals appearances with, uh, what, three different teams? Yeah, three different teams. Yep. So you can say what you want about him. I love LeBron. Not only on the court, I love what he does off the court. I love that he speaks up about things that, you know, other athletes hasn't or are scared to. And, you know, it's a, it takes a lot to put yourself in a line of fire, and, you know, because we've seen people put themselves on a line of fire and get blackballed and lose everything like Colin Kaepernick. So... To, for him to do that and what he does, I love how he plays on the court. He's not – people com- want to compare and have that GOAT discussion all the time between him, Jordan, Kobe, Kareem, um, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Magic, Bird, Dr. 
J, Jerry West. You know, you could put – it just depends on when you was watching ball, who fascinated you and who captured your attention, your heart when you was watching. But for people not to put him in that GOAT discussion, and you know, I'm at the point now where I've always thought Jordan was number one. Um, the closest copy we've gotten to Jordan was Kobe Bryant. And, you know, I know we could talk about this forever. I didn't used to appreciate a while ago. I started appreciating Kobe probably that last championship they won. Was that 2010? Because even though you could say he copied Mike's style, you know, play for play, we've all copied Mike's style, play for play, tongue, moves, fade away. But none of us has done it at the level Kobe Bryant has done it ever. So he did it. Then he started, when he went from 8 to 24, you start put, seeing him put his own twist and his own swagger on things. So you realize how hard that is to do. You got to appreciate that. Man, look, appreciate these people. You know, it's, it's always fun to talk about who's a GOAT. Compare stats. You know, you could compare Jordan stats, Kobe stats, LeBron magic we talking about different eras different different playing styles you know reggie miller made a comment that he would probably average i forgot what he said 35 or 45 if he played in today's game i think kevin durant said something like negative but you know and i i thought that was a tad bit disrespectful but you just got to realize that today's game is wide open you know, when you play back in the early 2000s, the 90s, the 80s, you're getting, you're getting clothesline. You do certain things you do today. You know, you're watching people, somebody coming to the lane in today's game, and people just, like, standing there watching, you know. So it's, it's a different game. Appreciate all the errors. If, you, if you're, like, I'm, I'll be 40 in January, you know. So I, I started watching NBA in the 80s. So... I have to go back to the 70s of NBA films, watch 60s and watch clips. And you can see it's a different game, but appreciate it. Appreciate it. Watch it. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Just take it in. And everybody, you know, can talk about their greatest player. You don't, nobody's wrong. You know, nobody's less of a fan because you think somebody in the 70s was a, a great player versus now and how they would compare. It's just, it's, it's just talk. It's sports. This is what we do. Right, KG? You're absolutely right, brother. And uh, I'll start it off by saying congratulations to the LA Lakers. Uh, I love what LeBron did last night. He didn't really celebrate a whole lot. His job's not done. And I, I think this is a uh, I think this would be one of his most rewarding runs to the finals. And I, I love LeBron. I, I mean, I, I, I've i gotten to the point now where I, I get tired of people always coming at his neck. Uh, and of course, I'm sitting on the balcony and my neighbor's revving his motorcycle through the parking lot. But uh, I, I get tired of people coming for LeBron's neck about his finals record. And Will Chamberlain, for as dominant as a, of a player as he was, had a losing finals record. Jerry West, the logo, was one in eight in the finals. So don't talk to me about finals records. But both of those men, Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain, as well as LeBron James, pretty much changed the game. They in they influenced a generation. So, and all three of them have been in GOAT discussions depending on who you talk to. So anybody think they're not GOATs, you know, you've been living under a rock for the past 55, 60 years. So, but uh, Jamal Murray, I, I agree with you. The kid balled out the whole entire playoffs. He came on in the first round and just never turned it off. Uh, I believe he was slightly injured last night, a uh, little hobbled, so he couldn't really get it the way he wanted. And let's talk about the Joker. He's got a great supporting cast. They they really don't need to add pieces. I think one more, this experience right here, 
will put them up as contenders because them boys is bold. I, I'm sad that, you know, they've gone home, but Denver did the damn thing. Um, you, you talk about what Reggie Miller said mm-hmm. about scoring 45 in this um in this era and Durant said negative Durant should be smarter than that Reggie Miller ran off a lot of screen and Reggie Miller would go to the line and Reggie Miller is one of the greatest free throw shoes I did a video on this on the sideline junkies Instagram page Reggie Miller is one of the greatest free throw shooters so when he kicks that leg out and somebody's trying to block his shot he doesn't have room to come down automatic foul so imagine when he hits the three, gets the foul call, going to the line for four-point play. He probably would set a record for four-point play because of him kicking that leg out. And you're in his landing space. They're going to call the foul these days. He's going to average 40 points. I mean, and, I don't... And I, I, th- I think, I think to, to KD's, you know, I, I try to look at everything from both sides. I think maybe KD felt disrespected because he's playing in this era. And, you know what I'm saying, for somebody on old head to say, about it, y'all saw if I would average 45. I think that's where KD kind of took offense to that. I mean, I, I understand that. But, like I said, you know, it's it's just a dirt like, – like KG just explained, that whole scenario with, with Reggie Miller, the leg, not letting him land – it, you just you had probably had to give him ten more points a game there for just that for just the fouls that would be called. Then if you're not gonna if you do have to let him land, then you let that sharpshooter shoot wide open damn near. And like Reggie Miller's one of those people, he doesn't need you know too much space to get a shot off. So just that's what you take in consideration. And and back to Jamal Murray, like look. People are so quick to put the GOAT status and superstar status on people. I think Jamal Murray has earned superstar status. So when I say this, and you know, you listen to the show before, you know, I don't care for Paul George at all. I don't think Paul George is a superstar. I think Paul George is on the same level as a Bradley Bill. Because if you think about what Paul George has been the last couple of years, he's second fiddle right now to Kawhi Leonard in, the, in L.A., the Clippers. When, if you look at, listening to the reports and stuff, there's a lot of grumbling on the team that, you know, a lot of players think he underperformed, which he did, okay? He was second fiddle on OKC to Russell Westbrook, okay? I don't, how many superstars are second fiddle, first of all, okay? Then you're not performing to a standard where the superstar should perform. Just like a couple of weeks ago, I'm going back and forth on Instagram about why Russell Westbrook, guy saying he had 10 points, bad shooting night, but guy saying he had a good game, and I was just a casual basketball fan because I called him out on having oh, – that was the game he was arguing with Rondo's brother. And I was like, damn, Russ, if you took that energy to the game, maybe y'all would have won. So now I'm a casual fan because, oh, Russ had a good game. No, the fuck he didn't. If he had a good game, Houston would have won because he's considered to be the second superstar beside Harden, right? I mean, it's no other. If you're considered the one or the two, the one or the two out of the 11, 13 guys, how many guys you got on that team are responsible for that team winning? Yes, it's a team sport. But if Harden comes out and shoots four for 20, has 13 points, 0 for 7 from the three point line, and you say he has a good, he had a good game because he played hard. Nah, fuck that. You have to have a certain level of production for your team when you're considered to be the one or the two. Paul George hasn't lived up to that. Shit, Russell Westbrook hasn't lived up to that. So you know, you know, when you be careful when you're calling people superstars. Paul George is not a superstar. He could be a star. Bradley Bill, I think, is a star. And Bradley Bill has some words. And we, we're going to get to the NFL week three. I promise you. This is the last segment. He has some, Bradley Bill has some words about not making the NBA all-team, all-NBA team or whatever. And I'm like, make the playoffs. 
you're such a great star. You have basically nobody on this team. You should be scoring at least 35 a game. Like, I, look, I have high standards. Like, don't come at me. You're having 20-point nights, 18-point nights with the team you got. You should be – you have the green light from Scotty Brooks to do what you want to do. You should be scoring, point blank. You should be averaging 35. It should have been a, a, a record year for you, even though it, it was for him. You know, but stop throwing the superstar word out there. Everybody's not a superstar. Jamal Murray has earned it. So, KG, if you don't have nothing else, I'll let you add whatever you want to add. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll drive into pay the bills, come back, dive into NFL week number three. What you think? Let's go ahead and do it. All right. So, week number three coming up. All you got to do is keep listening. We're going to go to a commercial break, pay some bills, come right back. NFL week number three, sideline junkies. With the big guy KG and the ball speech, I'll be right back. And welcome. I'm sorry. Did you did you want to bring it in? Hey man, it don't matter. As long as we bring it in, let's get it. All right, I'm bringing it. Welcome back, sideline junkies. NFL week number three, uh, hosted by Anchor. I'm your favorite uh, platform to listen to us on, or if you're on a superior Apple phone, or if you got, you know, one of them trash Androids, you could probably still listen to us. It probably sound like it's underwater, though. So, you know, just a heads up, just a disclaimer. You know, Coming if you listen on the back, Android, will probably sound like, you know, it probably sound like. <laughs> he probably. Goes up. From the 60s. Welcome, Washington. The whole voice week number three. We here. We got it. We got a couple of games that um that we're going to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about the Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. We're going to talk about my Buffalo Bills, the L.A. Rams coming to Orchard Park, New York, to take on Buffalo. And we're going to talk about... The Dallas Cowboys visiting the Seattle Seahawks. That's a 425 game. Um, I had the other game. It was the oh Las Vegas, New England. That's a 1 o'clock game. Block. And then we had tomorrow night's game, Kansas City and Baltimore, which should be a really good one. Uh, am I missing one? that we? Oh, Detroit, Arizona. I'm intrigued because... Arizona's looking looking good with Kyler Murray, so I'm intrigued. So those are the games we're going to talk about. Like always, the junkies will go off air. We'll make our picks on all the games, and we're going to start posting our picks and our records because I think we do a pretty damn good job, KG. Our records are better or comparable to these quote-unquote experts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the first year we did this, I don't have – I know we won 200 games the first year. Last year, we kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, I think we only won one night. And this year, <laughs> this year, uh, tallied it up going into this week. Myself and Jim are tied for first place, 24-8. BJ, you're right behind us in, in third place, in second place, 23-9. Uh, with tied with Jim, and Delonte's three games out of off the East. Four games off the lead, three games out of second place is Because he had a bad week. But you and Jim did last year. 14 and 2. And y'all yeah. went fifth one. If New Orleans would have won. Yeah. And, and I, I noticed that when I was looking through the games, and I was like, man, I'm I'm having a pretty pretty good at at one point all my picks were a lot. And then like I said, the Saints lost. And then uh we all picked um Jacksonville to beat uh, Miami, and Miami came out and smoked them. So, but that, that's, I, that's, say that again. That's week three. We all picked New Orleans to beat uh, Las Vegas on Monday night, and we lost on that. I mean, we we screwed the pooch on that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm getting my weeks confused. But so are we all on one, right? Because we all picked Jacksonville, didn't we? Did somebody pick Miami? Nope. 
We all own one starting on this week. Okay, well, all right, so this week, uh, we'll talk about the other games. Buffalo, LA will be last because you did Washington last last week. So I'll let, I'll let you go first this week. I'll come back in with the Buffalo and the Rams game. So let's start off 1 o'clock game, Las Vegas at New England, okay? New England is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, the uh, over-under for points is 46-and-a-half. So um, I'll let you start, KG, with this one, and then I'll come back, and then we'll go to the next game. Well, Las Vegas showed uh, – they showed us something. Monday night, they 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 balled out. They they're, they're looking good. Um, me and Delonte talked about it earlier this week. Um, how good Derek Carr looked. Uh, I think one of their receivers may be out. I think he's either questionable or out. Rugs, but uh, that tight end they got Waller. That's the cat that was in Baltimore, and. He, he took a step away from the game and get his line right. And he's come back. He's an absolute dude. I think, you know, he's big as hell. But if you can get him the ball, and it's not, he block out the stunt. He stand up and block out the stunt. That's how big he is. That's a tight end. So, in this one, did you say Ruggs? Yeah, I think Ruggs is out. I think he's either questionable or out. I don't see him on the injury report at all. They got uh, Hunter Renfro with full participation. Uh, the only people out for them right now is Trent Brown and Nick Kowalski, whatever that. Um, yeah, those are the only two people they got out. Hmm. On the NFL, I, on the NFL fans, yeah, they got him out. They got Rugs out. That's interesting. Remember, we remember I was having that issue last week. I, I'm on an NFL injury site, so yeah, okay. it's, it's not being posted, and it, 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 it kind of makes me upset because I, I need to know this so I can probably make my pick, but also set my fantasy lineup. But um, New England, I think this is going to be a close game. New England doing the damn thing. Uh, Cam Newton having fun out there, but. I'm going to go out on a limb, as I have been doing for the last three weeks. And I'm going to say Las Vegas in a shot, 24-21. Okay. You're going to have to write it down for me and take a picture because I don't have anything to write without here. Actually, no, no, no. Let me put it in my phone as I'm doing it. So that that way I can just copy and paste it to uh, to our group. So... I was really impressed with Las Vegas taking out the Saints. I thought the Saints would probably have, you know, the offense they had. I know Mike Thomas not playing, but, I, you know, Drew Brees. I was really impressed with what they did, you know. And, and they had the momentum, you know, opening the new stadium in Vegas. Um, this is a hard game to pick. New England's favorite by six. I was super impressed with what Cam Newton did against the Seahawks, you know, throwing for basically 400 yards. Um, you know, so he's come out two games showing you he can run and he can pass. He's, you know, his arm is still there. Um, but New England at home, Bill Belichick at home, Las Vegas coming across the country to play. I'm going, I'm going to lean with New England. I think this is going to be a good game. Um, I'm going to take over on the 46 and a half. I'm going to say it's going to be a close one. I'm going to say 31. Let me see, 31 to 31, 24 Patriots. We'll go 31, 24 Patriots at home. I like Cam. I like Cam. I like Belichick. Um, they're getting better every week. So, but I, I'm not, I'm not sleeping on Vegas, so. I'm not sleeping on Vegas. Matter of fact, make it uh, 31-28 Patriots. 31-28 Patriots. So, so you got it close, too. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close, good game. I really do. I think it's going to be a really close, good game. 
But I think Cam, Bill Belichick, come out on top at the end. So, all right. So, with that being said, we're going to roll to our next highlighted game, which is let's, – let's, let's go to um, – I'm trying to see if we had any more um, 1 o'clock games that we wanted to talk about. Doesn't look like it. So, let's go to Detroit and Arizona. So, Ar- Detroit is going to Arizona. Uh, Arizona is favored by three and a half points. And Vegas has this one as the points 51 over under. So, with that being said, I'm kind of go to the team stats on offense, passing. Um, the Cardinals, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, are eighth in the league in passing offense. Um, the Lions are middle of the pack. So, Kyler Murray and that offense and what he has at his disposal and the the X factor being him being able to take off and run with the ball, this is becoming, you know, a team to kind of look out for and watch. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, I think Larry Fitzgerald is in a really good position. As good as Larry Fitzgerald is, Right now, he's a slot receiver at this point in his career. You know, it's time to let the young boys take the load and then let Larry kill you underneath, which he can do, you know. So you got the young boy, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know, I don't know who they have on the other side of that. But then, you know, like I said, Christian Kirk, okay. And then, like I said, Callum Murray to put the icing on the cake. Um, 51. I think I'm going to go over 51 on this one. I think this is going to be a, a high-scoring game. Um, I was trying to see – hold on a second. Defensively, where these teams rank. Uh, the Cardinals look like they're in the top 10 defense overall. And then what I say, the Lions. The Lions are, are middle of the pack. So, huh. I think I'm going to give it to – well, I don't think. I know the – I feel like the Cardinals are going to win this one. Give me 35-24 Arizona. It is – this is uh, this is one of the games where I want to see – I, I I don't have any faith in Detroit, so I want to I want to see Detroit lose, and I have my reasons, but I, I won't go into them because we'll be here for the rest we of the talk, day. We, we we talked about them. Yeah, we did. We we, we talked did. about why Detroit is a uh, not on our favor list, but you know, I, hey, remind them this is sideline junkies, man. I I wrote the the check to the man in the truck, so I don't. He's giving me the thumbs up. So, you know, we good. Speak on, speak on what you want to speak on, brother. Well, this Lions team is, I, you don't reward mediocrity. And when they were turning the corner, and yeah, I'm bitter about it because I watched Jim Caldwell get the raw end of the stick. Um, Especially when Peyton Manning hurt. The season that Peyton Manning was hurt, he was in Indianapolis. He didn't have his best weapon. They had a losing season. He got fired immediately after. And then all of a sudden, Andrew Luck comes in. They hired Chuck Pagano. That should have been Jim Caldwell. Okay, let's go ahead and rebuild with Jim and do the damn thing. Same thing in Detroit. Jim Caldwell comes in, goes nine and seven. I think he went. I think he was there for two seasons. He went eight and eight, then nine and seven, and they fired him after a nine and seven campaign. Y'all ain't won nothing. Detroit hasn't done anything of significance since the Wayne Fonts era, and that was nine. Wayne Fonts. <laughs> and I was thinking about Wayne Fonts earlier this week, and I was like, "That's one dude. He made it win a lot." Of, of big games, but I loved him as a coach. And I, I always felt that if they would have opened up the pocketbook to him and let him go get plays that he wanted, 
Detroit would have been a better team, but instead they relied on Barry Sanders. Uh, Barry Sanders never really had great quarterbacks. He had good quarterbacks. Rodney Peake was the best quarterback he had. He had outstanding receivers and Brett Perriman and Herman Moore. But they never really had a really great line in front of him. Barry Sanders ran for damn near 20 million yards. You mean his life? <laughs> <laughs> you know? His life. He ran for his life, man. And you know, right. Detroit Detroit is one of those teams that, like you said, being stingy and cheap, if they had just opened it up a little bit and got a quarterback to compliment Barry Sanders, a competent a competent quarterback that could have moved the ball when needed when people wanted to put eight, nine in a box on Barry, you shouldn't be able to put like like look, you shouldn't be able to put eight nine in a box and dare somebody to throw, and they still can't throw. But Scott Mitchell was a decent quarterback for them. Scott Mitchell Scott Mitchell made his bridge off of being Dan Marino's backup. If it wasn't Don Shooter's offense, Scott Mitchell wasn't going through. Scott Mitchell was a, a – he, he was a failed experiment. Um, Frank Wright came to Detroit. It was too late for Frank Wright. Frank Wright was uh, older. And he was loyal to Buffalo, which I get and I understand that I appreciate that because Frank Wright holds the record for biggest college comeback and biggest NFL comeback. But they never really had anybody. They had Joey Harrington. Now you got Matt Stafford. You can't even keep him upright and healthy. He's a damn good quarterback. His numbers are, uh, are never trash. His numbers are always good. So I, but, I, got the, I got the league rankings for you for the Lions and the Cardinals. So Offensively, the Lions come in 19th in the league. The Cardinals are eighth. Defensively, the Lions come in 27th in the league in defense. The Cardinals are seventh. Passing, the Lions are 13th in passing. The Cardinals are 15th. Rushing, 19th in the league for the Lions, fifth in the league for the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are 0 2. I mean, I'm sorry, the Lions are 0 2. The Cardinals 2 0. I think that. That defensively, that passing defense is going to hurt the Lions today. I think you're going to see Kyler Murray over 300 today. You know what? I I, I had the same thing. I, I said 300 yards. I think people get 100 yards rushing, 100 yards. Hey. I'm multitasking like a mug right now because when I'm seeing that now. I'm going back to FanDuel. Like, hold up, I need to change some. I need to change some. Uh, uh, that uh, Kyler Murray gonna have a day. Kyler Murray is going to have a day today. But if it ain't already obvious, give me Arizona. Uh, Arizona 20, 27. Uh, Detroit. Seven. I mean, it's, okay. it's gonna be a lot. All right. Um, let's see. Detroit, Arizona. We talked about them. Um, Dallas and Seattle. Let's go to Dallas and Seattle. The Cowboys going to um, Century Link Field. The Seahawks are two and zero. The Cowboys are one and one. And I got the league rankings for each team. So offensively, the Cowboys come in fourth. Offensively, the Seahawks are twelfth in offense total. Total total defense. Both teams are in the bottom of the league. Twenty third for the Cowboys. The Seahawks are thirtieth. Passing, here's where it's going to get interesting. The Cowboys are fourth in the league passing offense. Seahawks eighth in the league. Both teams in the middle of the pack far as rushing. The Cowboys being 13th in the league rushing. The Seahawks 18th. So, with that being said, the odds for this game, 55 points is the uh, over-under. And Seattle's favorite at home by three and a half. KG, I'll let you go first on this one. This is going to be possibly game of the week. I like this matchup because, no, despite how I feel about the Cowboys as a whole, um, I like that Prescott. guy. I like Ezekiel Elliott. I like both of them. I mean, you got to give respect for credit where it's due. Um, but here's the thing you're playing against Russell, and he makes everybody around him better. I wasn't sold for DK Metcalf coming out of uh, college, but uh, I pretty I like him now. 
I think he's going to have a big game on Mahomes. But this is going to come down to the wire. I'm going to open this one. Give me the yeah, 35, the Cowboys, 34. It's going to be a lot of close games this year for the Cowboys. They're going to win some and they're going to lose some, but I, think, I still think they're going to finish probably about 10 and 6. So you got the uh, – I didn't hear your score. What was your score? 35-34. Uh, yeah. Seattle? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, I am trying to really make a decision here. And I think that that, that win the Cowboys got coming back from on the Falcons really, really gave them – a good push, good momentum, confidence. And I cannot believe that I'm going to do this. I think this is going to be an extremely close game. I think this is going to be Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson going back and forth. And then today, I'm going to take the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. 38 35 in Seattle to win. That's my pick today. I cannot believe I'm doing it. I love Russell Wilson. He's at home. But <laughs> I just Dallas, that, that win they had last week, that momentum, I think it's going to carry big. Seattle's 2-0. Dallas is a little bit more desperate, I believe. So I'm going to lean with Dallas on this one. Um, KG, what other games did I say? I think that was it. We have the Kansas City, Baltimore, and then our two squads, right? Because none, none of these other games are worthy to talk about as far as, you know, if they're not our squad. Um, no, it's not. So let's, let's go into Kansas City and Baltimore. I'll give you the stats for Kansas City and Baltimore real quick. Um, League rankings for the Chiefs and the Ravens. Offensively, they're, they're neck and neck. The Chiefs are 15th offensively, and the Ravens are 14th offensively. Defensively is where, where we separate things. The Chiefs are 26, and the Ravens are second in the league in defense. The Chiefs come in 19th in the league and passing the Ravens 24th. And rushing the ball, the, t- the Chiefs come in 10th. The Ravens come in number four. All right. And the odds for this one, um, Baltimore's favored by two and a half, uh, 52 points over under. So, with that being said, I'll go first, KG, and bring it up, and then we'll go right into Washington, Cleveland. So, this is this is the game of the week right here. And, and KG potentially said that the Cowboys and the Seahawks could be also. I think you had two really good games that – you want to sit and watch the whole game. I think these are the two games right here. Um, which What's interesting on the Ravens game is, can that Ravens defense hold the Chiefs? And I, I don't think they can. I don't think anybody holds Patrick Mahomes. I know the Chiefs struggled for a minute last week. And they scared me last week because I picked them and, you know, they got out the gate slow but ended up coming back and winning. Um, man. Who do I go with this week? I think I'm going to lean with the – man, this is a hard one. I want to – the gut is saying go Ravens, but it's like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill on the other side. Um, they're running the ball really well. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go Baltimore. I'm going to go Baltimore today. Um, give me Baltimore 28 to 24. Uh. It's hard, KG. It's hard, man. It's, it's, I might, this might be, I might change this before. What did I say? 28 24? Yeah, yeah, I might, I might change this before. So, before one o'clock, I just got—I got to think on this one. You know what's crazy? 
I, I don't normally pick against Baltimore, but this is this is a tough game. I got Kansas City winning this game, and it's going to be close. I got Kansas City 19, Baltimore 16, last second field goal. That's how close I got it. Okay. Okay. Well, we only got two more games left, and that's uh, Washington at the Cleveland Browns and then the L.A. Rams at the Buffalo Bills. So we're going to do Washington-Cleveland first. I'm going to go first on Washington-Cleveland, and I'm trying to get to the league rankings for each team as soon as I can find them. I don't know why I can't wait for Washington. Both teams will come in at one and one. The game is being played at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. So here are the league rankings for each team. Offensively, the Washington football team is 31st in offense, total offense. The Browns are 18th. Defensively, football team 13th, Browns 17th. Passing offense, 31st for the football team, 28th for the Browns. Rushing, 25th for the football team. The Browns come in number two in the league in rushing. Okay? Vegas odds. Let's go to the Vegas odds. Washington, Cleveland. Uh, the Browns are five-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under for points, 45-and-a-half. All right, so here, here we go with this one. I'm going to go first because I know K- KG wants to go get them details in on the football team. Um. I say it over and over again. The front seven for the Washington football team is the difference maker. If they can get going, get started, they can control the game, get Baker Mayfield rattled. Right now, for me, that's the only way this team wins this game. Offensively, I just don't have the faith that they can move the ball. And they've shown it two games. that They're struggling moving the ball. Scott Turner... And Ron Rivera, they're going to have to come up with some something out of the bottom of the pot and, and figure something out. 31st, passing 25th and rushing. It, it's a struggle. Um, and then on the other side, you got with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running the ball. So that's, that's you know, on top of having to worry about if Baker Mayfield has a decent game with um, Odell Beckham and I uh, forgot the other boy name. You know, they got weapons all over the field. So it's one of the things where you got to be on your P's and Q's because if you commit too much to the run, you got Odell and I, what's the other boy? What's the other receiver name? KG. Jarvis Landry. There you go. Jarvis Landry. Um, I'm not too impressed with either one of them. Um, you know, and I don't know if it's Baker Mayfield and, you know, I, I think more of it's Baker Mayfield. I think he's on his – um, show me your leave here. I, I think if he doesn't really produce this year, which it doesn't look like he is, he's going to be out, and he should be. But I'm going to take Cleveland in this one in a struggle. Um, and what did I say the odds were for this game? I don't think this game is going to get to 45 points. I think this is going to be 21-10 Cleveland. Um, I see the line went down this week because that line was at seven. You know that it went down two points. Yes, yes, I do. I do remember that. Yes, but I, they, you know, Scott Turner said they're going to open up the offense a little bit more this week. Um, I was watching an old video from the '91 season when, uh, at that time, the Redskins went into Cleveland and ran roughshod over the Browns, uh, beat them 42-17. And somebody on Twitter was like, I'm hoping for the same outcome today, same score, 42-17. I I doubt if we get 42 points in this football team. But I do have it kind of sort of close. I think this is a wake-up game for Haskins and that offense, but I think the defense comes alive and gets a couple turnovers, even a school. So give me my Washington football team, Sons of Washington, 31-28. You know, it's, it's, 
like I said, will you make your pick? It's not. It's not like I'm like what? What are you talking about? Because you you see potential, and I hate I hate hearing Scott Turner say they're going to open up the damn offense. The offense should have been opened up from week one. Like I want to know if Dwayne Haskins can handle it. I don't want a dummy down version of the offense. Can you? Either you can handle this or you can't. All right. They've seen enough of Dwayne to know what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are. So they should be putting, just like Bill Belichick and in um, New England with Cam. You see that that quarterback sweep, okay? I don't want to hear this nonsense about the playbook not being open. The damn thing should have already been open. You have one of the best up-and-coming receivers in the league. You got other receivers in there. Let me, I need to see what these guys can do. Right now, to me, they're not doing anything. Terry McLaurin had a, a, a good game. Yeah, okay, yeah. So what? I want to see them move down to f- the field. They're not reliable right now. Like like I said, the defense, it, it has to be, you know, them being put in really good field position after a turnover, a strip sack, or something. Like, right now, the offense is – they might as well not even take the field. You know, might just punt the ball back and see if the defense can get it back. Like, that's, that's how bad this offense is right now. Somebody has to show something. You know, like I said, when you said that, that whole opening the offense, that, that kind of pissed me off. So, I think the Brown – say what you say? As well as should, it should piss you off. But I understand why he's saying it. But I, I, I'd rather that be kept behind closed doors. We didn't have a proper uh, preseason. Now you know preseason. That's when you, you know you kind of got more time. You got the OTAs, and then you have training camp. All the training camp, training camp was truncated this year, so you don't have time to install a new offense. You're trying to do everything on the fly, so you have to. And I think Scott Turner. With his playbook, it, it, it's not ice on the stick, but it's pretty it's pretty thick. So you have to give it in spurts to the offense. I, I absolutely hate that thick-ass playbook. Look, you could call, if you're a good coordinator, you could have 15 fucking plays. 15 total plays with different, maybe different, some different formations in them. Flipping them, the things have to be executed on the field. You can you can add another fifty um, plays to the damn playbook. It doesn't matter if it's not being executed on the field. Dwayne looks lost right now, and I'm rooting for Dwayne, but he looks lost right now. He looks like he's not um, understanding the defense, not making the right reads. That's that's what it looks like to me when he drops back and. When we talk about the next game, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about making reads and progressing when we go to the Buffalo game. But that's what it looks like to me. And and if that's the case, okay, then I understand dummying it down. But like you said, don't say that in the media. You know, in the media, but like, oh no, nah, you know, playbook's wide open. We just gotta execute. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell. Oh, no, nah, we only got 25 percent of the playbook open. This that and other. Now you're making the offense look stupid. Like, nah, y'all can't comprehend this, and y'all not good enough to do this. Like, as an offensive coordinator, that's your job to figure out what makes this off. If, 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 if it's running the ball, if it's coming out with three tight ends, two tight ends, and running the ball for some play action, then that's what you do. If it's spreading the field, four or five wide receivers, and letting, you know, Dwayne's not the most athletic quarterback in the league, but – opening it up and then making him run some quarterback draws, making the defense eye like now we gotta worry about this. Even if it's three, four, five yards, I mean like you do Dwayne's do not take a hit slide. We run a quarterback option, slides, or maybe you have a, a fake quarterback draw where he starts running and one of those receivers you draw the defense in, he he does a little flick to the uh, one of the wide receivers. Like you gotta get creative. Get creative. If if I'm if I'm sitting here on a couch and I can see certain things I should be getting paid. Hell, give me Scott Turner's money. I come in there. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, the next and final game we're going to do is the uh, L.A. Rams going to Orchard Park to take on my Buffalo Bills. 
Um, the point spread for this game, the Bills are favored by three points with 44.5 being the uh, over-under. I'm trying to get to that game now. Buffalo, L.A., both teams are 2-0. KG, I'm going to let you go first because, you know, I want to talk about my Bills in depth. Before I let you go, let me give you the league rankings for each team. Offensively, total offense, the Rams are seventh. The Bills are number fifth. Number five. Number fifth. Jesus. Um, total defense, 18th for the Rams, fifth for the Bills. Total passing, 11th for the Rams, number one. The Bills are the number one passing offense in the league. Rushing, number three rushing offense in the league versus the number 23 Bills rushing offense in the league. KG, I'm going to let you take this away. Now, this game right here, me and Dear, to Brother BJ, because this is his team. Uh, high scoring affair. I swear I got it at. Not even going to lie. Um, I just got an amber alert over my phone. I apologize. Uh, this this Bills team, Josh Allen showed that he's getting better. I think this is a test that they need, but give me Buffalo, 44, Rams, 41. Last second field goal. It's going to be a shootout, not much defense, please. But it's going to be a damn okay. good game. I'm very, very excited. And I, I agree with you. So 2-0 Rams, 2-0 Bills in Orchard Park. Um, I was trying to see if I had the weather, but I don't have the weather. Um, this is – look, the Bills are 2-0. They beat two teams that they were supposed to beat. They had, they, they had their way with the Jets. They had their way with the Dolphins. They still have the problem with closing out and stepping on people's necks, smelling that blood, okay? Um, Dolphins scored a late touchdown, so the game looked closer than what it was. The Bills blew that thing open with that – that John Brown uh, bomb, um, which was basically them running the same play back-to-back, back back, which I thought was absolutely disrespectful to the Jets. It didn't work the first time. Josh Allen and John Brown had a miscommunication. They said, well, we're going to run it again and do it right this time, and he was wide open. All right, so now you got the Rams. There's a whole different dynamic, a whole different level of team. They have one of the best um, coaches in the league in Sean McVay. One of the, when I say one of the best um, game planners, uh, adjusters, Sean McVay. Some, it, it, we can have a whole other show on why he should still be in Washington, but that's a whole different story. So here's the first real test for the Buffalo Bills because a lot of people picking Buffalo as a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Okay, and I can understand that right now. And I'm going to go back to what I was saying with the whole progressions with the quarterback reading the defense. What Dwayne Haskins is doing right now, not being able to read, I've watched Josh Allen do that the last couple of years. And it's gotten better each, each, each quarter of the season. All right, this is his third campaign. He looks really good back there. I have to give him his credit. He looks comfortable. He looks like he knows where people are supposed to be at. There's a well-oiled machine right now. His arm is one of the best throwing arms in the league as far as power. So that really opens things up. And the best thing I saw last week is he did not – only ran the ball four times for 18 yards, I believe. He wasn't the leading rusher. That's what I wanted to see. I want to see can you stay in that pocket and dictate and coordinate that offense up the field. He did that. Hit John Brown, hit Beasley, hit Diggs, Dawson Knox, um, Singletary out the backfield. He hit everybody, and I like seeing that. So now you got you got 99 Aaron Donald up front. He's going to cause all types of issues. You got Jalen Ramsey, um, good corner. I don't think he's one of the top corners in the league right now. He's going to have to prove that back. Um, but he is good. He's still dangerous out there. But today, I'm going to lean with my Buffalo Bills to go 3-0. This is their first real test because they got the Chiefs this year. I believe they got the Ravens. So they got the AFC top-notch. They got one of the NFC top-notch coming to Buffalo. And this is their test. They know that. I think the, the whole world's going to be watching this game to see if Buffalo's for real. 
So I got my Buffalo Bills winning this game 24 to 20. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good game. I think Josh Allen and his legs are going to be the difference. I think it's going to be it's going to come down to them moving the ball and them having to check John Brown, check Cole Beasley and and uh, Stephon Diggs and then leaving something wide open for Josh Allen to get to. And that's also going to be a good thing because Aaron Donald, I don't care what offensive line you have, he's going to rip through it, okay? They show him pushing around the Cowboys' offensive line, which we know are monsters. They, like, they got one of the biggest offensive lines in the league, and he's tossing them around like they're kids. So you can't go into game, a game thinking like, oh, we're going to just shut down Aaron Donald. You're not going to do that. He's going to get through the line. You got a mobile quarterback with Josh Allen. Now I want to see you get away from there, use your feet, that could slow Aaron Donald down a little bit because now he knows if he breaks through that line and doesn't get a good angle on Josh Allen, he's gone. So, Bills 24-20, going 3-0, and and I'm going to be sitting there watching it. Um, this is probably the most excited I've been for a Bills team in a long time because it's. I don't think it's a false hope. I really think that this is, this is a, 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 a legit team. You know, they, they got their test today. And, of course, the Patriots. They still have to tell show me that they can beat Bill Belichick. Right now, Bill Belichick owns Sean McDermott. They have to prove that. So that's a whole nother you know, show when that happens. But, like I said, give me the Bills today, 24-20, KG. I got you written down. Oh, man. This is going to be a good day of football. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. I think. I think it really is. There's some interesting, some other interesting games. Um, the Tennessee Minnesota game. I think that could be a, a potential high scoring game. I think this is going to be Kirk Cousins last year with the Vikings. I th- ain't, ain't this his third final year? I believe it is. Yeah, they're they're not going to sign him back. They're not going to sign him back. I, it's just it's too obvious that this is it's not working in Minnesota. Um, the Las Vegas New England game. I can't wait to see that one. Um, I want to see what the Chicago and Atlanta game bring because Atlanta is down at the bottom. I think they're last in the league in passing offense, but it's just like Mitchell Trubisky on the other side. It's like, ah, like you know, yeah, they're last, but can he take advantage of that? I'm not sure. So, but other than that, KG, unless you got something else, man, would you? You got anything else? Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty much good. I, I'm I'm ready for uh, the NFL on Friday pregame show to show up. So I'm gonna run out and grab me something to drink and figure out what I want to eat during the game. Might go old school, have me a good old tomato sandwich. But I might even honor Coach Thompson again today and have me a good old sausage sandwich. I'm not sure. I got some wings. NFL week number one. And I was, I'm not going to say where I got them from, but I was disappointed. I got them from my normal place. You know where I get them from. So, mm-hmm. but I won't, I won't say who it was on there, but I was disappointed in the wings. I might, might have to tell them they have to cook them a little bit longer for me, you know, just a little bit longer. But I was disappointed, you know, usually sit down with some wings, um, you know, the beverage of choice and go to work. But mm, I don't know what I'm eating today. I got an yeah. hour to figure it out, and I'm about to sit down and do do some fan dueling. And uh, I already got my fantasy lineup set up. I I did the best I could this week because um, who who got hurt? Somebody got hurt in my lineup. Uh, somebody got hurt, but I got uh, Chris Godwin back. You you lost Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. It's cool because I got Jerk Jerk McKinnon and Jones from the Packers. And then I got Calvin Ridley in as a receiver, Stephon Diggs, and uh, Chris Godwin from the Bucks. So I'm, I might be all right. I might be okay. So we need to we talk about it. We talked about it last week and planning for these games and things. I say we plan a uh, a Sunday. Do what we did what we used to do, man. Let's go grab some Johnny Boys ribs. Grab about three folks legs. Oh man, I don't know if I can handle Johnny Boy's ribs after after a couple of them. I I won't be watching any game. It'll be watching. Nah, you, yeah. So, well, look, it's better than that 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 uh 
that time, this is years ago, we went and got Chipotle and we got them big ass burritos and we're sitting on the sofa like, yo, I can't move. Yeah. This is when Chipotle first started here. And they was giving you them huge burritos and you get the the, the bag of chips full to the top. Oh man. Yeah, we don't we don't have that young metabolism no more, so uh, we're gonna have to stop. We're gonna have to have a, a light salad for game day meal. <laughs> so hey man, we appreciate y'all listening. This was uh NFL week number three show with the sideline junkies. Uh, presented by Anchor FM for the big guy KG, the boss BJ, and all the other junkies on assignment. We out of here. Enjoy your NFL Sunday. And um, like, share, listen. We appreciate everything. Go. Peace.